Straight up Tennessee family. What it do? It's your boy Ruck in the building. It is the Monday Rundown, man. Loaded show today. However, we're not going to be on here too long. I'm rolling solo for everybody listening on Apple or Spotify. Man, today we're talking all things Tennessee football scrimmage. We're going to go through point for point what Josh Heupel was asked from the media. We're going to talk about it. We're going to go point by point, really look about, look at it, see what we think about it, um, see what were the highs, what were the lows. Um, talk about what we've seen, right? Like we can't obviously say too much about what we've seen because we haven't seen enough. Uh, we saw a couple of clips from VolQuest, a couple of clips from Rocky Top Insider, Tennessee Athletics, and things of that nature. But – we do not know how good this team is or is not. So we're going to look at the script, man. We're going to look at what Josh Hyper was Josh Hyper was asked by the media. And uh, we're going to dive in on this Monday, man. I am excited for today because it means we're one week closer to the Orange and White game on April 15th. It's a big day today, people. It's a big, big day, but that's all good because you already know it's straight up Tennessee, baby. We are going to get this thing rolling today on the Monday Rundown. Let's get it. Welcome to Straight Up Tennessee. Today on this Monday morning, it's your boy Ruck in the building, man. You know what to do. It's the top of the show. Like, comment, subscribe, man. Hit that bell notification if you're rocking with us on YouTube so you never miss a show. Um, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, man, thank you so much uh, for just rocking with us. Continue to rate this thing five stars. Give us a thumbs up if you can here on YouTube, but on Apple and Spotify, man, just rate this thing and continue to leave comments and reviews. And let us know uh, and let the people know why they need to listen to Straight Up Tennessee Bay. It's your boy Ruck in the building, man. Hope everybody had a great weekend. It is Holy Week. Um, if you are into uh, the gospel and the kingdom of God, it is Holy Week. Yesterday started that. And uh, man, it's been a great week so far. Church started off great. We are now six days till Easter, man. A lot of things going on. I hope everybody and their families are staying safe um, at this time. And uh, that you're preparing for a massive week as well, the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So hope everybody that is tuned in is ready for today. Like I said, man, we're really diving in strictly to what happened on Saturday at this Tennessee scrimmage. I know there were a lot of recruits in the room. Um, I say in the room, but they were in the stadium, in England Stadium. A lot of recruits there. Um, a lot of things that obviously I think this team was happy about. I think there's a lot of things that they're going to have to clean up, uh, you know, kind of as we get ready and continue to get ready for this orange and white game, but not just that, but moving into the fall uh, summer workouts. And then once we get in the fall, you know, it's game time, man, that first game against Virginia here in Nashville, Tennessee, it's going to be a big one. And so how do these little practices and, you know, these scrimmages really, um, how do the young guys get into that live game atmosphere and how do they transition? Does their game translate 
or are there still more kinks to be ironed out? Like, what do they need to do better? And uh, Josh Heupel met with the media about it. And one of the questions really, you know, I'm going to go through some of these questions. I wrote a lot of them down, um, but I'm going to answer them. You know how I do. Y'all answer them in my way, kind of paraphrasing. Um, but I did write the questions down that I heard from the media because I just thought it was imp important so that um, I could kind of give you the feedback that Josh Heupel said based off of these questions. So um, held their first spring scrimmage on Saturday afternoon. Obviously, they were in Neyland and uh, he was asked about his overall thoughts of the day. Um, he pipes in and he's basically saying he loved it. Uh, he thought that everybody from every angle of the the day was was very energetic. Um, he thought defensively they flew around, um, which for me, that's for me as as Ruck. That is the thing that I want to hear. How did the defense do? Right. We know how the offense is going to be. We've seen it. It's proof. But the defense still hasn't been proven enough to me for me to just be OK with an OK defense when our offense is just so explosive and dynamic at any given point. But basically, he said he was a, he was very enthused by the defense. They said that he said they did a really nice job um, and, you know, he had no complaints. So he, at, you know, someone else asked him, what did he like about the defense? Obviously, um, he's like they got off the field. And, you know, last year we, we had trouble getting off the field on third down. And I think that those struggles that we've had in these first two years um, in the Josh Heupel era, I don't know if that's due to lack of relentless pressure on the quarterback. And I don't know if that's in I don't know if that's also leading to how bad that the secondary was so that quarterbacks were able to get the ball out of their hands so quickly. And you knew that we weren't catching interceptions, really, you know, so. But he said their ability to get off the field, he said that they tackled the, uh, the football carrier well. They were disruptive. Um, they got great pressure on our quarterbacks. Third down defense, which is where we struggled the most, three and three, three and seven, three and 15 at points last year, and teams converting third and long, three and 15. That's just unbelievable. So he said they found ways to get off the field. And um, for me – as a Tennessee fan who spends a lot of money um, every year as a donor and ticket holder, um, that is very encouraging. And obviously it's spring. Everything's going to change like it always does. Right. But that's encouraging. So he said, you know how, and someone else asked him, how was the young guys, you know, how did they fare? Did they do anything you like? Yada, yada, yada. He basically responds and says this was a great opportunity for every young guy at the at the University of Tennessee. He says all the guys um, are 18 freshmen, you know, 18 are they're not 18 years old. I'm sorry, but let me rewind this. He says there were 18 guys that were freshmen and there were more transfers. You know, they all got their first experience, not only as a, a Tennessee volunteer in a scrimmage, but in Neyland Stadium. And so great opportunity for them. Right. Um, but he said we have to just continue to grow with those guys. You know, he loved their energy, loved their effort. But now it's all about the attention to detail. Hey, how can we get better in this area? Um, he said, but, you know, all in all, it was a really good group. And so, you know, for me, 
that's those are the things that are encouraging to hear. Not not the not the sense of like, oh, we we hope they do well. No, 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 no. The the fact that he's saying like there's a lot of effort, there's a lot of energy, there's a lot of uh, a lot of strides that they can continue to take. That lets me know that the day wasn't bad. There's just more out there for this group. So that's amazing to hear. Um, obviously, he's asked about the receivers. He says Score White had a day. Said he did a great job working the middle of the field. Um, said Chaz Nimrod did some good things. Caleb Webb did some good things. He said Nathan Laycock had some, some great catches. He did some good things. Um, and so for me, that is very encouraging. I'm sorry if y'all hear my son. That man is is acting crazy right now. But I got to get the content out. You know, it's straight up Tennessee, baby. This is what we do. Oh uh, man, we ain't we ain't professionals. We we just homies. Me and Turn and everybody that we bring on the show, we are just homies who love Tennessee sports, and that's why we do this. And we also do this so that the people that also follow this podcast, man, that you guys can be informed. You know, you, we want. You to think about straight up Tennessee when you turn the corner and you're like, man, I want to see something about what's going on in Tennessee sports. We hope you click in and you type in straight up Tennessee. You know, you might hear dogs barking, babies crying, but you already know, man, we're going to continue to deliver the content that you need so you can stay up to date on what's happening in the world of Tennessee, especially right now with spring practice. But yeah, that's very encouraging from Josh Heupel to hear that all the receivers had a great great day you know he uh, you know one well, another question that was asked was what can we what was he expecting from tennessee's offensive front you know iron sharpens he says iron sharpens iron um he said it was a pretty good day um he said you know based off of what the offensive front did he said he thought deshaun bishop did some really good things that's encouraging. He said Dylan Sampson looked good out there, but there's a lot of things I think there's going to be flashes, right? Because we've just got the talent now. But I think as they continue to be disciplined and they get that constructive criticism, that's going to take their game, everybody's game, to this next level. And so um, they said t- they said Nico did a lot of great things. Um, said, you know, Nico not only did good things, but that he was saw, he saw the field well. And uh, I think for a young guy, the speed of seeing the game is is the hardest thing to transition. Right. The game is faster in itself. But as a quarterback, you have to completely transition the way you think, because in, in high school, man, them dudes can just sit there and eat. They're picking apart everything but i feel like the thinking process in college has to be sped up and how do you deal with that pressure of seeing that seeing the play seeing the route but also allowing the route to form and guys get open but also still reading what's happening up front like hey are you getting pressure from you know the three gap or or the six gap like how is how is that type of the game for nico going to translate well and um, I'm just excited that he's saying he did a lot of really good things. That means that his thinking and, and his thought process behind where to throw the football or when to tuck it and run or when to just get it out of there and get out of bounds or whatever it is, uh, that's impressive to me. And so I think with the with the help of Coach uh, Mitch Matello, 
Joey Hosley, obviously, and Josh Heupel, um, he's going to get groomed up. Um, one of the things that they asked as well was, what did he see from the Tennessee linebackers? You know, we've got Keenan Pulley, Arian Carter. He said they are relentless. That's massive. He said they play with energy. Um, they've done a great job tackling. Um, he's also said that they have a lot of leadership in that linebacker room. I think that's due to Keenan Pali. Obviously, he's played a lot of football, but then so has Aaron Beasley. Um, Aaron Beasley had a breakout season, in my opinion, last year, which has now propelled him into his senior year where he is the guy to turn to. And it's going to be an amazing year watching him doing um, the thing, the things he did last year, but even better, him and Keenan, like, wow, how explosive could that be? Um, one thing that they asked that I thought was really cool, he said, who has brought pressure in the defensive front seven? And so I kind of want to read this specifically. It says Tyler Barron, Tyree West, Roman Harrison, Joshua Joseph, James Pierce, Caleb Herring. So much competition there, bro. Like, that's incredible. And so for them to be for, – for Josh Heupel to, to say those names, those are the names that we need to hear. Those are the names with the loss of, of – of, I mean, God, it was two years ago, but with the loss of Matthew Butler. Now you lose Jeremy Banks. You lose Byron Young. We got to bring pressure from the front seven, man. And to hear that those guys are doing it well – that's what that's what feels great to me. So um, there's a lot more that they can talk about. But one thing that they asked is this. And he said, what does they what do they want Nico Iamaliava to do slash build on in these next few weeks of spring? You know, this is week two, technically, um, really week. I guess it's kind of week three. Right. I mean. Kind of spring started on March 20th. So I guess you can say it's week three. Um, and I'm trying to see, I'm, I really can't remember how they did practices this week, but this might be practice nine or 10. I think they get 15 of them. Um, I'm trying to think, yeah, this might be practice nine, maybe we'll see. But they asked uh, Josh Heupel, Coach Heupel, what do they think and what does Nico need to do in the next couple of weeks, you know, to, to feel good leading into the summer workouts in the fall? He said, Nico did a lot of good things today. You know, he said he had his eyes in the right place, you know, being able to make reads. I think that's important in our offense. Also moving within the pocket. I don't think it's good to get swallowed in the in our pockets because I think there's that's where a lot of injuries happen. I mean, you look at Joe Milton in the Pittsburgh game. Um, in 2021, slides up in the pocket, gets tacked, rolls his ankle, right? So for him to be, for Nico to be so young and decisive in the pocket is very encouraging as well. Said he pushed the ball down the field well. He was accurate. Um, said he thought that for his first time being inside Neyland, he did a really great job of just really controlling the team. And so that is massive. That is massive to hear he said he don't think he played outside himself he felt like he was never really in a rush to do things for a freshman quarterback y'all who, who's not really even a freshman he's still a high school senior the kid doesn't graduate till may that is encouraging so 
There's a whole lot more from that interview with the media that we could dive into, but those are just some pieces, man. Like Josh Heupel seems very happy with this team. And so it makes you feel like the best is not only yet to come, but the best is here. And um, this team's just going to continue to grow and get better. You know, put in the comments right now, what's one thing if you could change about our team, about our scheme, our philosophy, offense or defensively, what would you change? You know, I was thinking about that question today and I was like, man, you know, somebody uh, asked me uh, yesterday at church, dude, if there was one thing about Tennessee's offense or defense, you could change like it's got to be one, not like one from each, but like one thing you could change. And mine was. At times we send way too much pressure on defense when we have a terrible secondary. And so mine would be how to balance that. Like, how can we balance sending pressure with we haven't had a proven secondary since Josh Heupel has been here. Maybe that changes this year. Maybe that's the thing. And why, you know, he said in his interviews, like, the defensive line is relentless. They're getting to the quarterback. The, the linebackers are getting to the quarterback. You know, maybe that is why he feels so confident now about this group is because now guys are proving not only can they get to the quarterback, they are getting to the quarterback, and it's allowing the back end to have some relief. And with how poor we play at times, I think it's that's what we need um, is that front seven to be as dynamic and as relentless and violent as possible so that the back end doesn't have as much pressure on them as we've had the last two years. So what's your thoughts, man? What one thing offensively or one thing defensively would you change about our system? Drop it in the comments, man, and we'll talk about it on the midweek chat. Gas or trash Wednesday. The boy turn will be back. Gas or trash this Wednesday is all about what's inside Neyland Stadium. Last week, we did things around Neyland. This week, we're talking about things inside of Neyland Stadium from the game, from when you walk into the stadium to when you leave. Like, what are the things that are gas or trash about this? If you have a gas or trash question pertaining to things happening during a game in Neyland Stadium, drop it in the comments of this video and we'll ask the boy Turner and I'll answer it as well on the midweek chat on Gas or Trash Wednesday. So it's your boy Ruck in the building, man. I hope y'all have enjoyed the Monday rundown. Uh, spring practice still firing it up, baby. We're going to be covering this thing. Baseball team is getting back on track. Um, everybody's still getting back healthy. Tony V, everybody's kind of getting back locked in and they're going to continue to see success as well. We're going to dive in more to the baseball season. going to have a couple guests talk about baseball with us on here so that we could continue to hit that side of the podcast as well. But for now, man, it's your boy Ruck in the building. I thank you for joining me today on the mid on. Sorry, it's not the midweek chat. On the Monday rundown, we'll be back Wednesday for the midweek chat slash gas or trash Wednesday. It's straight up Tennessee, baby. We gone.